controller. such a mystery because in the other center uh, the table is the same uh, but we can see the top and the bottom but over here the top is always cropped off see how much is being cropped <laughs> most an inch yeah so I'm trying to figure out uh, Well, good evening, brothers and sisters. How are you all today? <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Some people may find it strange why Sifu is so preoccupied with such things or concerned about such things. This is a certain sense of curiosity about how things work. Yeah, and yeah, not not simply uh, accepting the status quo. Mm. So there's a term for those who. Uh, study this series of texts. Yeah. The text that we are studying is uh, uh, the Mahayana teachings uh, on the hundred dharmas. Yeah. It is also known as the Yogacara school. Yeah. Yogacara school. Yeah. So uh, studying this, you are known as Yogacarin. Yoga Charin. Yeah. Yeah. So next time when you you have friends who ask you like, hey, so I heard that you are Buddhist. Which type of Buddhist are you? Then you tell them, Yoga Charin. <laughs> so we are <coughs> uh, we have finished up the the first chapter. Yeah. The first chapter on the uh, mind or the heart. Yeah, have we finished? We have, right? Mm. So we have gone through the first 
the, the eight different consciousness. So, do you all know the eight consciousness already? Uh, at least individually, we should say that uh, we can uh, tell someone, okay, there is the first six consciousness. Mm. So we should do the exercise uh, to go around and ask you all what is the different consciousness. Yeah. So that's part of the reason why Sifu invested in a wireless mic. So that I can go around and ask questions. So are you all ready? The time taken for me to put in the mic and then stand up is the amount of time you have to read three of those and do a revision. <laughs> ready or not, here I come. Yeah. Okay, so don't worry. I will go from the back as I always do. <laughs> okay, very good. Ah, my two favorite students. <laughs> so, what is the first sense base? Uh, eyes. Eye, uh? okay, good. Second sense base? Uh, that, yes. Uh? Uh, third sense base? Yes. The fourth sense base? Tisugan. Ah, tongue, okay. Fifth sense base? Sixth sense base? Mind. First sense consciousness? The first consciousness? Wait, slowly, don't, don't worry, I will come to your. <laughs> the first consciousness? Uh, it depends on the first sense base to arise. Now, what is the first sense base? Yes, and the first sense consciousness is? Huh? <laughs> okay, so the first, the sense base and the sense consciousness, they are related in a, in a very uh, interesting way. Sense base, when they come into contact with sense uh, objects, then give rise to sense consciousness. Okay, sense base, sense object, together give rise to sense consciousness. Yeah, so far so good. And then the first six consciousness um, has the name uh, dependent on the base through which it arises. Okay, mm. so. The first sense consciousness, sense consciousness. Okay, like, look at me, take a deep breath. <sighs> yeah, that's why I must take a deep breath. <laughs> like, like, take, don't look at the notes, take a deep breath. <sighs> okay, so first sense base, you already said is I. Then I with the first sense object is I see what? See what? See, see man, woman, young man, children, mountain, all these are physical, physical, physical what? Object, 
the and our eyes see what part of the object. Does so? Um, do, does our eyes see the the sound of objects? Yes, form. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is something that um, it, we we need to go back and revise. Huh? <laughs> yeah. But it the, the the thing I'm trying to get you all to to understand is the relationship between the the few items. Yeah. Uh, which you shouldn't have to memorize. Yeah. Eyes see physical object. You may not get the exact words there. Yeah. Uh, but eyes should be eyes. Uh. There's no other words for eyes. So eyes, then the corresponding sense object would be physical form. Yeah, the form of physical objects. Yeah, uh, physical objects have many aspects about it, but our eyes can only detect, can only relate to the form, the visible form of physical objects. Yeah, not the sound of it. Not the smell of it, not the taste of it, yeah, nor the touch of it. Yeah. Uh, how about you? Second sense consciousness. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah what? Yes, yeah consciousness. Very good. The third sense of consciousness. Uh, sorry, the third sense consciousness. Uh huh. And you call that the nose what? Yes. <laughs> nose consciousness. Huh? Nose consciousness. How about the fourth sense consciousness? Tongue consciousness. Okay. The fifth. Uh, what is this? Yeah, but the whole thing is body. Yeah, uh, body consciousness. Very good. Okay, how about number six? Mind consciousness. What is the first sense object? Yes. Eyes see. What does the eye see? Yes. What is that? <laughs> uh, you ask her. Ask her. What is the first sense object? Ask her. Ask her. Ask. Just ask. Ask her. Ah, uh, ask her. Ask. Ask the full question. Uh, no. What, what is the first sense object? What's the first sense object? Ah. I don't. I don't. Form, 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 form. Okay, what is the first sense object? Form. <laughs> deep breath, everybody. One, two, three. Take a deep breath. Breathe out. Okay, no pressure. Huh? This is not PSLE. <laughs> Don't have to be so stressed. You answer wrongly, it's okay. Yeah? Uh, you, you will not lower your GPA. Yeah. Yeah, next, week, next, next week, no class. Today is the last. Yeah. For this, for this term, <laughs> then we have two weeks break. Huh? 
All autistic class. All this one have class. Have class. <laughs> Sorry, of class. <laughs> yeah. Now you all will remember this particular lesson for your the rest of your life. <laughs> uh, okay. Now, 大抽奖 your turn. Third sense, a second sense object. A sense object. Object. <laughs> okay. Okay. Every. Okay. Boys and girls. <laughs> okay. Like. Ah. Just wait. Take a look. Okay. So, um, there is the sense basis. Yeah. Then the sense object. Sense basis is part of our existence. Okay. Uh, and the first five are physical senses in our body. Yeah, uh, namely eyes, nose, tongue, body, and then the number six is mind. These correspond and relate to the external sense object. Yeah, uh, okay, or sometimes they call it subject, depending on how you look at it. English has these nuances. So the object is the sense object is the object of the senses. Yeah, the senses. Has the has this series of objects as its focus, yeah. So um, uh, the sense bases. Why are they called sense bases? Uh, they are also called sense doors, because it is through them that the whole world can enter into our mind, yeah. It is also called base because it is through them that images. That objects outside can arise in our mind, yeah. So it's the basis for us to experience the world. So the objects, uh, the objects on the other hand, is what we perceive, what we are conscious of. Okay. So eyes, eyes are conscious of what? Our eyes is conscious of. Visible form, yeah. Ears, sound, yeah. So I want you all to repeat together, okay?、Uh, nose, smell. smell, tongue, taste, body, touch, mind, mental objects, yeah. Now,、um, you can try to memorize, yeah. Yeah, a piece of sensory is a sensory way too far, but Instead of that, you can、um, you can try to understand the relationship, yeah, because eyes and visible object <coughs> they are linked in a very interesting way, because it's linked to the function of the senses. Eyes cannot hear, ma. Eyes see, so it must see visible form, yeah. Ears hear, so hear what. Hear sound.、Uh, so then, when you understand,、uh, this is what we already know. So then, you don't you realize that there's nothing to memorize, yeah. So I know that it's very exciting when Sir Bu come around. <laughs> yeah. So take it easy, yeah. So when I first ask you the question, if you are not sure, you just say blah 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 blah. Okay. 
just get the first answer wrong first, okay? Just then after, okay, then think carefully. <laughs> what is the answer? <laughs> okay? So, the second sense object. What is the second sense object? Yeah, you can give the answer first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, let me stand here one meter further. What is the sense second sense object? That is the sense base. Yes. And what is the sound? Okay, give you three choice. Is sound the sense base object or consciousness? Consciousness is part of our mind. Is sound part of our mind? No. So C is taken out. So is sound A uh, sense base or B sense object? Sense base. Is that your final answer? The answer is B, sense object. <laughs> yeah. So let's repeat the concept again. Y'all don't laugh, huh? Y'all laugh. Later when I come to you, you huh? What? Uh? Yeah. I ask you what what is my name? Huh? <laughs> okay. So let's revise together. Okay. Sense basis. Yeah. Sense base. Sense basis. Our eyes. Repeat after me. Eyes. Yes. Nose. Tongue. Body and mind. Sense object. Form, sound, smell, taste, touch, and mental object. Then, sense consciousness. Usually, we just say consciousness, yeah. But it will still be the same thing if we say sense consciousness, yeah. Because in particular, it is with reference to the sense senses that this consciousness arises, yeah. So, sense consciousness, eye consciousness. Ear consciousness, nose consciousness, tongue consciousness, body consciousness, mind consciousness. Yeah? So far so good? Are you all ready for part two? <laughs> okay. So, uh, what is sound? The number what sense object? Second sense object. How about taste? It's okay to count, no problem. Okay, fourth sense object, very good. What is uh, the what is uh, tongue? Third sense object. Sense base, yeah. Uh, Number what? Third one? Third one, third sense of uh, base. Is that your final answer? Eye, yes, nose, tongue. Yeah, eye, yes, nose, tongue. Huh? What is the third sense object? Uh, smell. Smell, very good. What is the fourth sense object? Taste. What is the fifth sense object? 
Consciousness. Body consciousness. Okay. What is the second sense object? First sense con- uh, first sense base eyes good uh, what is the what is uh, nose sense base number third one what is mind six sense base and what is uh, sound? Second sense object. Very good. What is the first sense base? The fifth sense object? Huh? Okay. Huh? Uh, what did I ask? <laughs> uh, object. Sense object is? Touch. Okay. Sixth sense object. Okay, good. Second sense base. Third sense object. Fourth sense. Uh, what should I go? Fourth sense uh, base. Fifth sense object. Sixth sense object. Mental object. First sense base. Third sense base. Uh, smell. Huh? Base. Oh, sorry, base. Uh, the nose. Okay. First sense object. Uh, 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 visual sight. <laughs> <laughs> second, second sense base. Fourth sense base. Fifth sense base. Third sense object. Uh, first sense object. Oh, wow, looking at the <laughs> Don't look lah. No kick already like that. <laughs> Want to look? I I I, I ask myself. Uh, first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, challenge yourself. Okay, like uh, <laughs> six sense object. Body. Uh, seven sense consciousness. Mana is the is the number seven consciousness. Yeah, uh, when the, when someone asks you an invalid question, you must say that is an invalid question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, seven uh, sense consciousness only number one to six. Yeah, number seven is just seven consciousness. Yeah, it's not a sense consciousness. Oh, yeah. Uh, eight consciousness also just eight consciousness. Oh. 
Yeah. So if someone asks you, what is the, oh, uh, <laughs> the uh, second conscious second consciousness? Why second consciousness? Ah, <coughs> uh, uh, what is the third sense object? Smell. What is the uh, third? Oh yeah, okay. Uh, what is the first sense object? What is the second sense of base? Yeah. What is the uh, fourth sense object? Yeah, object. Uh, ah, okay. What is the second sense object? Third sense base. Six sense base. Uh, six sense base. Mm. Fourth sense object. First sense object. Fifth sense object. Fourth sense object. Third sense base. 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 <laughs> okay. Eh, tongue. Third. Ah, nose. Okay. Fourth sense base. Nose. But then you you ask. I cannot remember the question. First sense object. <coughs> Fifth sense. Uh, Base. Who who just came in? Raise your hand. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So one, two, three. Who else? Anybody else just came in? You, you I have asked you. Haven't asked you, right? Okay. What is the first sense object? Second sense object. <coughs> Okay, take a breath first. Third sense object. Fifth sense object. Fifth. Ah, then you count. Then you count in your mind. Fifth sense object. Ah, the object. <laughs> Can you remember? Ah. Sense base and sense object. You you mentioned the yes body. Yes. Yeah. Second base object. <coughs> Second sense object rather. Yes. Ah huh? no. Second sense. Second sense object. Not the not the base. <coughs> Huh? Not here. Here is the function. <laughs> what does ear hear? What does the ear hear? Sound. Huh? Fourth sense object. Taste. Okay. So, 
Welcome to this lesson of <laughs> Arts and Bike Farming Mandarin. <laughs> we have finished the first. So, so if we go through a few more rounds, y'all will be Master Yoga Charin. Uh, can or not? <coughs> so, <coughs> before we go into the second chapter, uh, so I went through, I just went through with you all the, <coughs> the first six different uh, sense bases, objects, and consciousness. Yeah? Eye, ears, nose, tongue, body, and mind form sound, smell, taste, touch, and mental object. Then giving rise to eye consciousness, ear consciousness, nose consciousness, tongue consciousness, body consciousness, and mental uh, mind consciousness. Uh, so altogether, 18 elements. <coughs> yeah, 18 elements. As far as the first chapter is concerned, we are only concerned with the first six consciousness. Yeah? Plus number seven and number eight. So altogether, eight different consciousness. What is number seven consciousness? Yeah, the default mind. Yeah, the default mind, the tainted mind. Number eight is <coughs> Alaya consciousness. Huh? So in Chinese, it will be Yan Er Pi Se Sen Li Se Sen Xiang Wei Chu Fa. Yan Si Er Si Pi Si Se Se Sen Si Yi Yi Si. Then Di Qi Mo Na Si Di Ba Ala Ye Si. So eighteen altogether. <coughs> Uh, so, previously I've mentioned to you all this particular commentary quite a few times. Yeah, so this is the this is the one that uh, I've been mentioning to you all before. So, this is how it looks like. <laughs> so, if you all recall, uh, there's one phrase that I, I have uh, recited to you all many times. Mm. So let me find that phrase. Okay. Mm. So, do you remember the verse that I shared with you all? 无时是来界,一切法等一,由此有住去,即以涅盘正德。So, this is the, the verse from this particular commentary. Um, and this is a commentary that is, um, that is uh, one of the key commentary. It's called Mahana Sangraha, the summary of the great vehicle. Uh, and so what we are covering is um, a very categorical uh, commentary on the hundred dharmas. Yeah? Uh, it doesn't go into too much detail with regards to the different relation between the different consciousness. Yeah? Whereas for this commentary, then it actually goes into 
there are there are ten chapters off together. Yeah. So we have and so on and so forth. And it starts off with the eighth consciousness, yeah, establishing why there is eighth consciousness. Then after that it goes into the sixth consciousness and so on. Yeah, then it describes the correlation between all of them. So uh, In many of the Buddhist college, then this particular one that we are studying is a foundational uh, course, yeah, module. Then after you study this, uh, then you can study this. Yeah. Uh, there's also the English translation, the summary of the great vehicle. So I didn't study the English version. Um, the one that I studied was the Chinese, the, the the Chinese version. So the uh, I mentioned to you all just now about the the ten chapters, uh, the various chapters. So there's the so xiang, ru xiang, and so on. Yeah. So uh, if you have an opportunity, uh, you all can go and get this book. There was an online version. <coughs> Uh, which is like this, uh, but this one is the the source is a bit dubious. Uh. <laughs> I happen to chance upon it. Uh, I'm not exactly committing stealing in a way, but uh, but shortly after that the website went down. <laughs> so so I don't know whether they they have the full copyright for it. Yeah, but you know, you know the the thing about fair use, right? If it's for educational purposes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not as though I I do a replication of this for for commercial purposes. So this is by John Keenan. Let me see whether this is by John Keenan. Ah, so it's the same. Oh, John Keenan. Yeah, and this is also John Keenan. So I think. Either someone go and meticulously type out this whole book and then put on the web, or I don't know how he got hold of it. Yeah. Uh, so, so um, just to share with you a bit of the. So this was from 15 years ago, uh, 14 plus 15 years ago. Yeah. So this is my own notes, and then so So in Yoga Trail School, actually, there's this concept called the three uh, three characteristics. Yeah, sing. So uh sing is one of them. Mm. But uh, of course later I learned that it's actually not just this. Uh. Yeah, actually this include the whole the whole section here. Yeah. So what we have learned so far 
what we have learned so far <coughs> is actually um, this this section here up to here uh, this section here and the the thing is we we have so far learned the first five this is the five first five consciousness this is the sixth consciousness and then the mind itself is somewhere here yeah we have learned them independently then the alaya consciousness is here yeah uh, the correlation between this and the alaya consciousness yeah is actually described in this diagram uh, but later on i withdrew this diagram uh, with more with slightly different uh, representation yeah so um, you recall earlier on uh, we talked about the 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 features yeah the features of alaya consciousness and how the alaya consciousness it it serves both as the fruit and the cause yeah both as the fruit and the cause yeah and it's described here yeah what i share with you all about how as we plant we do things we plant the seed the seed is the cause or the seed is the fruit of our actions then the seeds also act as the cause for the manifestation of our existence so if you want you can let me see which diagram is better uh, yeah I, I redraw the, the diagram many times um, You can uh, you can either use this, yeah. You can use this also, either this or this now. Which one do you want? This or this? Okay, I'll take this first. This may be the first time my mom see this. <laughs> All the while she may have been wondering like what was I doing in US? <laughs> Not just sitting around doing nothing though. <laughs> then um, this is the other one. So this term here, Nen Shin Si Suo Shin Si. So 
the first seven consciousness is what we call uh, the, the, the actor or the doer. Doer of perfuming. Yeah? Doer of uh, perfuming. Or to, in our common speech, we say planting of seeds. Yeah? So the first seven consciousness do the planting of seeds. And then eight consciousness is the recipient of the seeds. Then the eight consciousness is the is the manifester of of the results. Yeah. So this plants this and this manifests this. Yeah? So they have this mutual dependent uh, dependency. Yeah. <coughs> So, yeah, so, yeah, remember I told you all about uh, the, the thing about this Allah consciousness uh, not knowing the, yeah, it's all inside. Yeah. So, let me see. Uh, there's a lot more details inside the inside this commentary. So, but uh, you we don't have the time to go through all of this. Huh? Uh, so another time, maybe if we if we can finish this commentary. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, I'll just spend a bit of time to explain this a bit more. Yeah. Um, as far as my lineage is concerned, um, the one, the one key aspect of our existence that we can, uh, in a way, uh, manipulate, if you will, yeah. When we say we cultivate, uh, we cultivate our body, speech, and mind, yeah. Uh, but from the uh, in the end, it is about cultivating the mind. Yeah, in Buddhism, it's always about the mind. Yeah. And from the Yogacara school, then this becomes even more apparent. Because this, the number six consciousness, which is responsible for all the different discrimination, is what we can uh, influence. Yeah. Uh, the way we think, the way we... We, we discriminate. Yeah. This is the, the key driver. Yeah. And with this, then it plants uh, seeds inside the Allah consciousness. Some students have asked, uh, how do we go and purify the Allah consciousness? Yeah. We cannot directly touch Allah consciousness, but we can purify the seeds indirectly. Yeah, indirectly through the sixth consciousness. So one aspect about this process is uh, when we come into contact with wholesome teachings, wholesome dharma. Yeah, even if you just read in this school, we say even if you just hear about it, read about it, this is planting wholesome seeds. Yeah, so don't think little about that. 
sometimes in Buddhism we say, ah, yeah, that person only know how to talk. Hey, not easy to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Uh, not easy to talk. So, um, of course, ideally, if we compare with the ideal, then that's insufficient. Isn't it? Yeah? Better to be able to know the teachings, but not just that. On top of that, also cultivate accordingly. Yeah? Uh, but for a start, um, hearing about the teachings is very crucial. Uh -huh. So, uh, the, you will notice that in Buddhism there's this term called Kong. Right? I have heard of Kong. Yeah. So, So, uh, from, for some of you who have attended the Heart Sutra class, then you would learn that when we say Kong or emptiness, then we are talking about the emptiness of something in terms of its self-nature. That the it is empty of inherent nature. So this is under Zongguan. What we call Madhyamika School or Madhyamaka School, and then uh, so the 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 teaching that we are learning now is under another school called the called Wei Shi. Also called Fa Xiang. And so this is consciousness only school. Also known as Yoga Chara school. Yeah. And the Yoga Chara is from the 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 main text which is Yi Chie Si or Yi Jia Si yeah, Yi Bu. So in this school, this school also talk about Kong. Both school talk about Kong. Yeah, but in this school, uh, when it says Kong, and this Kong is slightly different. So in the in Zhongguan, when it says Kong, it says 
一切法空，一切法空。So all phenomena are all empty. Yeah, void of any inherent nature. But for Yoga Chara school, when it says "kong," it doesn't say all things are empty. Yeah, what does it say is empty? Mm. So I'm going to spend some time to cover this part just in brief. Yeah, the details is actually um, established inside the Mahayana Sangraha, uh, also inside the Yoga Chara Bhumi Sastra. Uh, but uh, I feel that this part is crucial because um, otherwise otherwise what we have done is we have uh, learned individually yeah but there's nothing to glue them together yeah um, so when we say in Weisi it says Kong then we, we must introduce um, another concept, yeah, which is part of the Yoga Chara school, called San Zi Sing. San Zi Sing. Just call it self nature first, huh? or some or some would say the three nature. Okay. Then Tianji. So there are these three. The first one, I'm going to explain in English, is the dependent arising nature. Number two is Pervasive Discriminative 
attachment. And the third is uh, the perfect truth or ultimate reality. The perfect truth or ultimate reality. Finish copying. Okay. So This, so this is, uh, this is, if you consider these three natures, right, uh, then in the, what is that, in the classical teaching, yeah, in the Pali Canon, we talk about three universal characteristics, yeah, Anicca, Dukkha, Anatta, and all Conditioned phenomena is impermanent. Uh, that which is impermanent conduces to suffering, and then that all things being all these things being like that is not worth, not fit to be considered as me, mine, or myself. That there's nothing in this world that has any uh, inherent self, or anything that is fit to be considered as self, yeah, permanent, unchanging. No, you cannot find anything like that. So in this school, uh, it's established uh, on top of that, three natures. Yeah. Uh, this is opposed to the Madhya school where it says, no nature. In this school, no, that's nature. Uh, you cannot say there's no nature. So on the surface, it seems like these two schools are fighting. Yeah. So what is this three nature? So the first one, dependent arising, ita qi xing. Yeah. Uh, something familiar? Mm. Because in the Manimika school, it also talks about dependent arising. Yeah. Uh, but in this school, it says, um, in fact, all things arise uh, if you just say that it arises due to conditions, what are the conditions? It must be specific. And what is the root cause for it? Uh, so then it says that all things depend on alaya consciousness as the seed. Yeah. Depend on that as the seed. Uh, but just having that as a seed, that is insufficient. 
it requires something else as the supporting condition. And what is it? The supporting condition is the discriminating mind. <coughs> so this Xi Wang So this part here, the Xi Wang Okay, I'm going to write this part over to the other page so you can see everything together. So this is the So this is the false deluded discrimination. And the false deluded discrimination uh, is what our number six consciousness do uh, due to number seven tainted mind. Yeah? Because number seven uh, the number seven consciousness is the deluded, the tainted mind. So anytime the first Five consciousness uh, interact with the world, and the number six try to go and make sense of it. Uh, number seven come and catch up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually it is like that. Uh, so introduce the taint, and then resulting in false deluded discrimination. Shivam uh, What kind of false deluded discrimination? Yeah. Uh, when we open our eyes and we see, then the false discrimination then conclude, oh, there's a, there's a solid, there's a person here. There's an unchanging person here. There's my friend here, my enemy here. Yeah. There's this, there's that. Yeah. Have a lot of all this false discrimination. Yeah. Uh, so in some schools, then the, as opposed to this, then uh, the approach is put yeah. yeah, That means don't give rise to any kind of discrimination. Yeah. So some schools propose let's cut this off. So this approach is uh, interesting, yeah, because. Then they say, before your, your thought arises, what is the state of the mind before that? Before your discrimination arises, then the mind itself is pure. So in some schools, then the approach is try to yeah, stop the mind from being active. Before, uh, then you see that oh, the mind is pure. So, um, 
of course, for the Chinese tradition, at the later stage, this became the mainstay, Hua uh, Tuochan, or Mo Zhaochan, these two schools. Uh, but the, in my lineage, some people ask me, So, Sifu, are you Chan Zhong since you meditate? Uh, not really. Then, so then, are you Jing Fu Zhong? Not really also. <laughs> Yeah, because while we practice uh, meditation, but we, uh, my teacher went through those training. Yeah, he actually went through the traditional Chinese uh, training. Yeah, but he uh, don't totally subscribe to the later Zen school. Yeah. So, um, if you were to cut off all discrimination, then that's basically what we call samatha. Yeah, samatha. Samatha is the is one form of the Buddhist meditation. If you do it and succeed, then you attain samadhi, and the mind become quiet and calm. Yeah, but it doesn't guarantee you enlightenment. Uh, for the duration where you are in samadhi, then the active form of defilements cannot arise. Yeah active form of defilements cannot arise. So then, in the Yoga school, we say that is insufficient. Why? Because when we say active form of uh, defilements, then we are talking about greed, hatred and delusion yeah, when it is active. Yeah. And beyond that, when you act on the greed, hatred and delusion to do things, to say things, yeah, so that, so it means that from number six onwards, yeah, number six, then including our body, acting, yeah, our mouth speaking, this is considered the active form of defilements. If you enter into samadhi, into jhana, then you sit there bodily, not harmful, verbally, external speech is stopped, then it, even internal speech is also quelled. Because in samadhi, so uh, yes, it's purified. But we say, but wait, there is the dormant defilements. Yeah, our coming seeds. So far, we have learned about the other consciousness and so on, right? Yeah, it contains all the seeds. Uh, the the coming seeds is given a name called sui mian. Sui Mian Zongzi. So, I'm going to loosely translate this as the dormant, and then these are the seeds. So, uh, seeds are considered dormant, yeah, but the word swimming is it makes uh, it has a lot of uh, depth when we explain the individual terms. Yeah, so, mian means asleep 
So the seeds, the, dis the description is, the seeds is like a, a person who is asleep. You cannot see it's not there, but it has no function. Uh, it doesn't move, doesn't talk, doesn't, no activity, but it's there. But so far if it's there, uh, when the person wake up, uh, he can do things. So similarly for the seeds, seeds, when planted, it is like a, a sleeping person, yeah, dormant, doesn't do anything, but when there are conditions to wake it up, uh, then it can do things. Yeah? When there are conditions, then what happens? The seeds ripen into all this. Yeah? We usually think of, oh, the, in future we get the results. It's we get the results. The result is separate from us. But if, you, if we understand this teaching, we are the fruit. We are the results. Each and every one of us is the result of past karma. So we are the apple, orange banana. <laughs> we are the fruits. It's not that in future we will go and receive the results. Conventionally we say, oh, 以后要得果报. But in fact, 以后我们就是那个果报. 以后得地狱的果报, 得人天的果报. In future, you, you will receive human and heavenly rebirth. You will receive hell rebirth. Say for example. It is not that there's a you to go and receive. It is that when in future, there's a being arising, uh, that is you. <laughs> yeah. It's not that there's a you to go and receive it. So, <coughs> um, this seeds, besides being dormant, sui, mm. so uh, this this sui here is to describe how it follows you. Yeah, it's it it becomes dormant, but it follows you from moment to moment, from life to life, yeah, until the day it ripens. Yeah. Inside the text, it says, "Pu shi doesn't get damaged. Yeah. Uh, I think my teacher ever gave the example saying that uh, this is better than a bank. Uh, the bank, maybe the bank closed down. This one, no. It helps put, stores it. Yeah. And then keep it safe until it's time for it to ripen, then you get the results. Yeah. So, the implication of this is, uh, my teacher says, if you if you attend Dharma class, don't seem to quite understand it. Uh, don't worry, uh, it's not there. So just try to understand as much as you can, or just listen as much as you can. It's not, 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 not. Won't be, won't be lost. Yeah, my teacher's words. Yeah. It will not be in vain. Mm. Uh, but that's the uh, other side of the story. But conversely, uh, but be careful, don't do foolish things. 
it will also store for you. <laughs> and it will store there and then wait, 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 wait until one day. <laughs> yeah. The good news is um, just because you store it doesn't mean that next life you must immediately go and receive it. So when we do cultivation, um, how does that influence our future life or future in this life? And this is the part that this Xu Wang Fen Bie and the second part, Tian Ji Yi So the second part is that um, while all things, all things, uh, don't exist independently. They exist dependent on the seeds plus our discrimination to arise. But we see it as an independent thing, independent from our discrimination. We see everything outside and we think, no, that person is like that, nothing to do with my discrimination. And this is the, the false, deluded discrimination that we have. Just now I mentioned about how some schools say, okay, then let's take away all discrimination. Uh, in my lineage, we say, no, don't take away the discrimination. Yeah? What you want to take, a, take away is the false, deluded part. This part, take away. This part, take away. This part, okay, don't, don't take away. Don't take away. This part, okay. So we replace this with Ruli Fen Bie. So ruli means in accordance to the principle. What principle? The wholesome principle, the Dharma. Uh, don't discriminate with, with your own wrong deluded one. Yeah? Uh, don't do that. And again, in the current commentary, because it's a foundational class, it doesn't go into a lot of explanation because it's just busy establishing the hundred dharma. So in the Mahana Sangraha, there it says, but how do we know that our we are we are having diluted discrimination? Who are you to tell me that I'm having false discrimination? Uh, so inside, there's a there's a whole series called Wen uh, Nan. It means Asking difficult questions. Asking difficult questions. In the commentary itself, there's a sec there are sections titled Wen Nan. Yeah. So that's why some some students ask me like, Wow, Sifu, some of the students ask you with those questions are wow, how can you take this kind of question? Say, but this is part of the lineage. <laughs> yeah. The whole, the whole lineage circles around asking difficult questions. So this is one of the difficult questions. How can we know that we are having the false discrimination? So the, the, the reply was, if you are not having false deluded discrimination, then you should be enlightened already. And if you are enlightened already, then you shouldn't be suffering. If you are suffering, then you are not enlightened. And if you are not enlightened, then you should be having false discrimination. <laughs> uh, make sense? 
the question is to what degree yeah because sometimes it seems like we what we understand what we see seems to be in line with what is happening the trouble is sometimes it's wrong yeah. all it takes is that sometimes to be wrong uh, then it causes a lot of anxiety and stress uh, a lot of anxiety and stress so um, instead of Shiwang Fen now this Shiwang Fen itself I'm just giving you in brief uh, in a few words uh, that's a it's a like whole chapter going through different different parables different different metaphor describing in detail so instead of this what we should do is really fun so in the lineage I was training we don't say don't think huh? stop stop <laughs> don't no, in our lineage we not, not everybody agree huh? yeah, but if you look at the Buddha's teaching <laughs> he keep asking people questions we must think to answer huh? yeah if if all his dis- disciples just adopt the don't think yeah then what happened a lot of our sutras disappear because if they never think they will not ask questions then a huge chunk of our sutras will not even exist number one number two many of the sutras when people ask the buddha the buddha will just reply and sometimes ask a further question yeah if that's, and then they are supposed to reply if they don't think how do they reply yeah. uh, so therein lies the difference which is not that you cannot think not that you cannot discriminate but don't discriminate falsely with delusion yeah? uh, but in accordance to the Dharma um, you were talking about the three self-natures right? yes self-natures of all, all the phenomena in the world yes oh. there, there is also the three non-natures right? mm. Is it in relation to the three self natures? Yeah, they are related. Yeah. For start, let's look at this first. Huh? Okay. I think half of them already okay. camera full are busy taking. Yeah. For this, for start, let's just look at this first. Yeah. So um uh fun So uh as far as this, to, to discriminate, to discern according to the teachings, uh, then we have the, we have the, uh, if, I, if we just say, okay, go and do this, maybe it's a bit abstract. So how to do this? Uh, so the Buddha also gave a clear four-step instruction. Yeah? Uh, how do you do this? You must first, 清净善知识, this is a this is not specific to the Yoga Shara school but applies to all traditions. Yeah, the first one to uh, some texts just translate as associate with the wise. Yeah. Uh, but the full detail would be to to associate, to draw near to those who are uh, wholesome spiritual friend, yeah? wholesome spiritual friend. So, uh, 
清净善知识。Associate to draw near. The this, uh, 善知识 yeah, sometimes shortened as 善事 yeah, 清净善知识 or 善事 So, uh, who is a good, uh, or wholesome spiritual friend? So in the in the sutta, the Buddha says, who is a good spiritual friend? He says, in this world with the with the Mara, Brahma, the Asuras, the kings, the princes,、uh, the Brahmins, the laymen and laywomen, there arise an awakened one, the Tathagata. Yeah,、uh, the Tathagata、uh, is a wholesome spiritual friend. <laughs> So the Buddha, referring to the Buddha, in other words,、yeah. who is a good spiritual friend?、Uh, the first standard is the Buddha.、Uh, why? Because he arrives and then he he knows the path, he knows the fruit. Yeah, he knows maga phala, the path and the fruit. Yeah. So the path is the way to attain enlightenment. The fruit is the cessation of suffering. And then he has the compassion to teach the path and the fruit, and he has the means to teach the path and the fruit. There are those who don't know the path and the fruit, then we don't have to talk about anything.、Huh? There are those who know the path but don't know the fruit. There are those who know the fruit but don't know the path. Yeah.、Uh, but if if they only know one part. And not the other, then it probably means that they have not attained also.、Uh, not that that's bad, but then that's not so perfect, lah. Then there are those who know the path and the fruit, but they don't have the compassion to teach. Yeah, there are those who know the path and the fruit.、Uh, they have the compassion to teach, but they don't have the ability to teach. There are those who have the compassion to teach. The know the path and the fruit,、uh, and know the way to teach. That's the Buddha. There are those who have the compassion to teach, but don't know the path and the fruit.、Uh, a lot of people <laughs> very ready to teach, but actually don't know. Yeah. Then there are those who have the compassion to teach, but don't have the ability to teach also.、Uh, so all the different combination. Most ideal would be. Those who know the whole thing, yeah. Of course, we say ideally the Buddha is the San Jisu. My teacher, my late ordination teacher, then he says usually 
we hear people say, ah, who is the son? Oh, Sifu, you are the son. Oh, my teachers, my teacher, he says, the Dharma, Buddha has passed away into Paranibbana. Who is the, who is our good spiritual friend, wholesome spiritual friend? The Dharma. And then Buddha, then Dharma. Dharma is the wholesome spiritual friend. So, you must associate, draw near, frequent. Don't keep a distance. So in the past, in the Buddha's time, you literally have to be physically closer. Why? Because last time there's no internet, no YouTube. You cannot say, Sifu, uh, I'm not so free, uh, I will catch your class on YouTube. I will listen to podcasts or something. Yeah. In the Buddha's time, you literally have to be present to listen to the talk. You have to be present to ask a question. Now, people can send email, can send... Uh, so, <laughs> some are quite cute. Uh, go on Facebook at 11 plus, then start asking me questions. Can I look at the first question? Okay, can answer, answer. Then after, wow, ask this, ask that. Then suddenly ask me one question. Sifu, it's really 11 plus. How come you are not asleep? <laughs> <laughs> So I reply, because I'm because you are, I'm still answering your question. <laughs> so some people are quite cute. So with modern technology, it helps us to draw near, but it it introduces some some funny situation. Yeah. So, um, but to draw near, there's actually. Uh, the conditions to draw near also. Mm. And the immediate condition is to have faith. Mm. You must have at least a minimum faith before you are ready or willing to put in the time and effort to draw near. Mm. Yeah. Uh, of course, there's the other condition about at first place knowing that some teacher is there. But after you know, if you don't have enough faith, you may say, uh, usually Singaporeans uh, will have 101 reasons and excuses. <laughs> uh, but so you must have faith before you can do this. Uh, how to have faith? Uh, you hear about good reports about this teacher, good reports about the teachings given and so on. Ah, then you have the energy and effort to say, hey, I want to go and listen. But that itself can only get you started. Uh, when you associate and draw near, then what must you do? You cannot just associate draw near, then ask the teacher to go karaoke, <laughs> yeah, or just chit chat. If you do that, then although the the person is sansu, uh, so from dharma, Buddha, dharma, then sangha, yeah, sangha. Uh, that's the strict definition, which is enlightened sangha, Aryan sangha. Yeah, the noble disciple. Uh, then there is the uh, what we call the Mahasangha, the the monastic sangha, if you will. Yeah. So monastic sangha are not necessarily enlightened. Uh, this is a fact. No crime and shame about it. Yeah. The whole point of us ordaining is because we want to be enlightened. 
if you are already enlightened, whether you are Sangha or not doesn't matter anymore. So likewise, those who are enlightened Sangha are not necessarily monastic. Uh, so there's an overlap. Some monastic Sangha are also enlightened. So some people then ask me, uh, so then what's the difference between you all and us? <laughs> yeah, what's the difference? Besides the difference of our hairstyle <laughs> and our fashion sense, uh, let's look at the similarity first. Uh, for those who are not enlightened, then we are the same as far as having defilements is concerned. There may be a, a, a difference, yeah, case by case basis. There might be a difference in terms of the intensity of the defilements. But I like to think that for monastic sangha, the key difference is uh, knowing that there is defilements. Number one, doesn't mean that lay people don't know that there are defilements, but I think most may not be aware that those are defilements may know that anger is defilement, but greed may not know that greed is defilement. Greed good, ma, we all greed together, go and buy things, go and eat, eat chakwetel together, greed, greed together, good, ma. Uh, nobody would say, hey, what, why, why you uh, every, every week eat chakwetel? Uh, nobody will say that. Uh, but if you are, if you are angry, oh, people will, uh, not so good, uh, like that. So, uh, besides that, I like to think that uh, because of the way the monastic life is structured, then it is more conducive for people who are in this community to work on their defilements. So those who enter into this order uh, quite naturally have the intent to work on their defilements. Uh, doesn't mean that no lay people want to work on it. The fact that you all, you know, after work, come at a 10 class, you also want to work on it. Uh, but your lifestyle is less conducive. Uh, so, difference, uh, this is the difference. Uh, the Buddha used a metaphor to describe, or a parable to describe. It says, two person want to set off on a journey. One person uh, get a horse, uh, and then Hey, is it a horse? No. Yeah, one person got a horse, the other person got a carriage with another carriage behind, and another carriage behind, and one more, one more, but without a horse. He himself pulled the first carriage, connected to the second carriage, connected to the third carriage, the fourth carriage, and so on. So both can go on a journey. Can or not? Can. Which one? will arrive at the destination faster? The first man with the horse or second man with that horse but many carriages? I still have to think. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the first person is in it. Just one horse without anything to burden him. Yeah? Or her for that matter. Uh, so, in this parable, uh, it's nothing to do with gender. Uh, but basically, that the first one represents the monastic sangha. The second one is that of a householder. So in the first cut, is the house, is the family, 
second one, the possession, the third one, the, all the attachment. And, wow. But does it mean that all lay people have so many cards? No. Yeah? Some, some lay people have only one condo with, with 20 year uh, uh, mortgage. Some, they just get a forum flat, pay off, and then they're happy. Yeah? Then, quite naturally, I mean, think about it, right? it's something very simple. Sifu is not a financial planner. <laughs> but if you think about it, ask yourself, if you have to write down uh, the, the things that you are stressed over, what will it be? Uh, the things that preoccupy your mind, what will it be? Yeah. There, are some, there are some students who see me for counselling, and sometimes they may, don't, they may not immediately feel comfortable to tell me about the whole thing, you know. It's not that they want to let me guess, but, but they just tell me part of it. Then after that I say, hmm, you don't want to tell me, but let me guess, at your age, cannot be health, too young to have health problems. So it must be either work or relationship, or maybe family. So these four things, your health, your work, your relationship or family. Yeah? Think about it, isn't it? But these are just the primary ones. Then from this, extended to secondary ones. In order to have your family, then you have your other things that is related to family. You must have a house, la. then if your family want to go for holiday, la. <laughs> no, all the secondary things come out. And one of the key things that burdens all of us, not just Singaporeans, throughout the whole world, is lodging. Mm. So in many uh, talks to undergrads, yeah, those who are studying and then about to graduate, and then in due time settle down, the number one thing I tell them is, of course, we all know that we should live within our means. <coughs> but in particular, if let's say, you don't live within your means with regards to food, the most you get fat. And then you spend a bit more money. But you will not spend that much more money on food anyway. Yeah. Because there's a limit as to how much you can eat. But house. If you buy a foreign flat, how long does it take to pay off? It depends. Yeah. But average foreign flat, how long does it take to pay off? You all don't stay in any okay. Don't have to say that you stay in hot from flat. Guess lah. Hey, I'm the monk here. <laughs> you all should know better than me the market price. <laughs> huh? Roughly how much? Five room flat or four four room flat? Let's say two hundred. Uh, no. How much is a four room flat? Um, huh? Five hundred. Five years to take pay off. Uh. Wow. Oh, yeah. Very gold price. Oh. Not so rich. La. Last time, lower <laughs> price. <laughs> but doesn't mean that you're not rich. La. I don't know whether. <laughs> huh? But how about now? Let's say in Sengkang, 200k can get a foreign flag. 300? 300. So, how long does it take to pay it off? Know? Huh? 15 to? 20 to 25 years. Wow, that's a long time. Huh? 20 to 25 years. 
depends on CPF. Yeah? If let's say somehow you already have 100k in your CPF, then uh, so maybe 15 to 20 years. So if a person let's say get married at 30, 30 years old, get a house at 30, uh, let's ignore the BTO thing. Uh, we're not having a briefing today, okay? <laughs> this is just an example. Huh? Don't have to go to too much details. So this is not meant to be a financial planning session. Don't take this as financial advice, okay? <laughs> Later you have, get into trouble, don't come and blame me. <laughs> the point is, let's say it's 15 to 20 years. So I tell them, I say, if you start work and then you get enticed into getting a condo or landed and whatever, then what happens? You spend another 20 years on top of the 15 to 20 years to pay off. I just heard from someone that his friend, he know, he know this family, two brothers, one of them at the age of 55, at the age of 55, go and do this sell-off and then go and so-called upgrade to a to no condo or private property or what. So, to know how much, uh, it's not something that you can pay off in five years. Uh. So another 20 years. So we, we look at each other, huh? <laughs> can you imagine? So I've been telling young people in many talks. Yeah. Uh, housing is something that you cannot afford to spend beyond your means. Uh, why is that important? Because that is one of the major source of our stress. Yeah. We learn all this, learn all this, uh, but if you tweak this part, oh, suddenly your, your mind becomes so free, you know. Yeah. A lot of the, all this is free. So, if not, then your mind oh, got a lot of things inside now. Got a lot of things inside. So, if you if you associate with the with the good dharma, uh, oh, just now we are talking about. Uh, sorry, I on detour then miss out that part. So, talking about the sangha as the sanzusu, yeah, the enlightened, unenlightened one. For the lay person, with with a house loan twenty years, uh, good that you all are still attending classes. Yeah, uh, but it's a drain on the our mental capacity. Uh, so, not so ideal for cultivation. Uh, not so ideal for cultivation. Yeah, but still should cultivate. Why? Uh, don't worry. Although. You, Although you move a bit slower, but slow and steady get you there. Huh? Uh, just plant a bit, plant a bit. Maybe uh, in a better environment, within three lifetimes, you can attain arahanhood. So as a lay person, maybe 300 lifetimes, not so bad, at least. Can <laughs> <laughs> so slowly plant, slowly plant. Okay? Mm. Uh, so the distinction between uh, lay and monastic, yeah, with distinction between them. So, um, in our day and age, if you cannot find the Buddha, can you find? Did you all meet the Buddha last week? 
anyone met him for coffee, then offer him lunch or something? No? Uh, uh, you did, uh? You, you nod your head. Why <laughs> ah, you met the Buddha? What <laughs> piang, Huh? You met? No, I'm just listening to you. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So, since the Buddha, you cannot meet uh, in person today, next better one is Dharma. Uh, so, to draw near to the Dharma, uh, physically close, but even more importantly, mentally close. Yeah? Physically and mentally, to be close to the sun. So, although the Dharma is as good as it gets, but uh, maybe helpful if there's a guide. So then the question is, hey, just now, Sifu, you described the different categories of the Sangha. Uh, maybe that's why a lot of students come to Sifu yeah, and ask, hey, Sifu, how do we know whether there's any more Arahan in this world? Where to find? <laughs> so, uh, in one of the sutta, the Buddha said, uh, there are those who uh, who know the practice of precepts, but don't know the practice of uh, samadhi, yeah, samatha, and don't know the practice of uh, of uh, wisdom, yeah, cultivation of samadhi and wisdom. They don't know. But they, they know how to cultivate precepts. To such a person, you should learn from them how to cultivate precepts. Don't learn from them other things. But some people, they know how to cultivate other things. They know the teachings, but they may not cultivate well in their precepts. Then don't learn how they cultivate the precepts. Learn from them the teachings. The Buddha actually said that. Then he gave, gave a parable. He said, it is just like a person, if he were to chance upon a piece of cloth, but part of it is stained, then what he should do is cut away the part that is stained and then use whatever that he can use. Yeah? In this way, whatever piece of cloth you find, you can actually use it. Yeah? Uh, there was once, when I was staying here, uh, actually not once, uh, but many times, Bante would actually share uh, drink meals. Yeah. So he there was once he told me, Venerable, this dish, you surely don't know what this is. I look at it, I really don't know what I'm eating, <laughs> but it tastes quite good. Then he told me, uh, I think it was uh, a part of the banana tree. Yeah. Do you all eat banana tree? At most, we eat banana. Some Chinese don't even like to eat banana. Huh? So he said, your Chinese only eat the fruit. Yeah? We eat the fruit, we eat the leaf, we eat the trunk, we eat the roots, and everything we can eat. <laughs> then he said, there are some food that you can only eat one part. So from there, I get an inspiration. Huh? That is just like certain... Uh, certain food like carrot do you eat the leaf carrot leaf have you ever eaten carrot leaf never why you, when you go to the supermarket you never see the carrot leaf they chop it off already yeah can it be eaten I also don't know maybe it can be eaten yeah 
but most of the time we only eat the fruit, the leaf, uh, or the stem, or certain parts. Uh, then, so that gave me an inspiration. Similarly, when you encounter different people, um, unless the person is a Buddha, then you can learn everything from him or her, or her will be arhat. Then, um, what if you encounter someone who is imperfect? Well, then try to find something to learn. <laughs> yeah? If the person is good in the bodily action, learn the bodily action. If the person is good in verbal action, learn verbal action from this person. If the person is good in the pure, in the mental actions, learn the mental actions. Then in this way, uh, you can find the wholesome spiritual friend from a lot of people. And then piece all together, uh, you have a complete one. Otherwise, you just sit down there, keep waiting for Buddha to arise. <laughs> then you, you never learn anything. Yeah? Uh, but if you find most Dharma friends, yeah, whether lay or monastics, most can serve as a close approximation. Huh? Uh, but be careful. This is not about how you feel. Okay? It is not about whether you whether you feel good with this person. This is not making friends. Uh. <laughs> yeah. This is to learn the Dharma. And sometimes learning Dharma is, can be painful. Uh. Yeah. Because your, the good spiritual friend will, tell, will, will pick out your thoughts. Yeah. So those who pick on your thoughts, they can serve as a good spiritual friend. Yeah. So when you draw near, what is it for? So to listen to the Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, what the path is and what is the fruit. Yeah. The, the wholesome friend must know the path, the fruit, must have the compassion to teach, must have the means to teach. Yeah. Uh, lacking any of which then is incomplete huh? then as you associate to learn the right dharma so then how do you know that it is right or wrong uh, you can refer to the kalama sutta yeah, among others you can refer to some of the key principles that the buddha has taught and whatever this teacher or this book may convey to you you compare with some of the fundamentals that has been taught does it go in line in words or not? Does it go in line with meaning or not? Yeah. And the fundamental is, does it conduce to reduction of greed, hatred and delusion or not? Uh, does it 
lead us away from the wrong view? Does it establish that all conditioned phenomena is impermanent? Or does it claim that all things are permanent? Yeah. Does it then highlight that this impermanent uh, state conduces to suffering? Does it highlight the emptiness of a self in all things? If it does fulfill all this, uh, then it is, can be seen as the right Dharma. Now there may be some cases where you encounter a teacher, but a teacher only teach you part of what he, he or she may know for a start. And it is more because of the limitations on our side than the teacher, yeah, that the full teaching is not being given. Yeah, because we are not matured yet, so just giving you the primer. But if the person, after, after you observe the teacher for a period of time, and all the teacher teach is just uh, worldly wholesome deeds, still you can learn, but you must know that this is not an end. Yeah? That such a form of teaching is also uh, is common to the worldly Dharma. Results in pleasant rebirth, but doesn't lead to an end of suffering. Uh, in which case then, you should be, you should practice caution. Yeah, and um, not limit yourself to just learning this. No? So, um, as you listen to the teachings, of course today is not limited to listening. Yeah, uh, but basically all forms of learning. So you must discern whether this is right dharma or wrong dharma as well. Yeah. Then, Ruli Choi. So this line itself, uh, pay attention. According to the Dharma. So Ruli literally means pay attention according to the Dharma. Uh, but there's another layer of meaning which is Ruli Siwei. That means to reflect according to what you have heard. Yeah. So these two layer. Yeah. If by the word itself it is that means according to the teachings, at the initial stage, certain things you should avoid, certain things you should come close to, such that it can give rise to wholesome uh, thoughts and wholesome states such that it brings about a reduction and removal of unwholesome states. Yeah. So you should do accordingly. Yeah. Uh, in my lineage then there's another layer which is to reflect and to contemplate according to the teachings. Yeah. So when si, 
then the third stage is seal. So, so this many times we just read fa sui fa sing. According to my teacher, is actually fa sing, then sui fa sing. Yeah, and it has to do with wen yin wen. Yeah, fa sing sui fa sing. Yeah, so you can imagine that this is a there's a bracket here and there's a comma here so it's fa sing then sui fa sing so <coughs> so the common understanding is fa sui fa sing the common understanding will be oh so you abide by the dharma and then cultivate according to the dharma yeah, but according to my teacher the one in one itself is doesn't have this meaning. It has a deeper meaning which is Fa Sing and Sui Fa Sing. So Fa Sing and Sui Fa Sing, according to him, uh, it is talking about the noble eightfold path. But the noble eightfold path, there are two angles to it. Those who are still cultivating and those who have already cultivated. Mm. So the noble eightfold path that is developed and those who are still developing it. So this is talking about these two stages. Yeah. That initially when you first hear about it, you are uh, uh, should be the Sui Fa Singer. Uh, but the later one is Fa Sing. That means you are directly in in line with the Dharma already. Yeah. So there's these two stages. Uh, so, but for, together, let's just simplify it. Uh. <laughs> Cultivate. In line with the thumb. So as I recall, the there's another interpretation which is the Fa Sing and the Sui Fa Sing uh, is about one is the Dharma and then the other one is the supporting Dharma. Yeah. So for example, if you cultivate wisdom, then it's directly related to wisdom, yeah, to the truth. But when you cultivate precepts, if you just practice precepts itself, it doesn't actually get you enlightened. But it's supportive of the truth of the Dharma. Yeah, so it's the Sui Fa. But when you cultivate Samadhi by itself, you also cannot attain enlightenment. Uh, but this is supportive of the cultivation of wisdom. Mm. So another way to understand it is this Sui Fa portion, yeah, accord, uh, 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 supporting or in line with the Dharma, is inclusive of. And thing. And then this part here is the Hui. 
So precepts, samadhi, yeah, precepts and, and um, concentration is here, then this is cultivation of wisdom. And if you can do that, uh, then slowly, gradually, through this process, then Ruli Fen instead of Shi Wang Fen And as you do that, you associate, then you listen to the Dharma. As you listen, what happened? We plant new seeds. Instead of planting seeds that is uh, false discrimination, we plant the wholesome one. Although we are still unenlightened, uh, but these words point towards the truth, point towards uh, wisdom. So we keep planting that. Uh, then we say, with more and more of the seeds that is pointing towards the Dharma, then the next time when you come in touch with the Dharma, uh, these seeds are, hey, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> So we, we say, as you learn more Dhamma, then the next time when you hear Dhamma, other people hear for the first time. In this life, you also hear for the first time. Hey, but you find it more amenable. Yeah? You connect with it more easily, more readily. Yeah? So much so that one day, you may be like Venerable Sariputra. Yeah? Just hear the verse. Yeah? Uh, 此有故必有,此物故必无,我佛大沙门常作如是说,then oh, he attained enlightenment. Yeah. This is not by chance, heng heng sui sui uh, This is nothing to be envious about. Wow, oh, he is so... Uh, this is true. Duo wen xun si. Duo wen xun si. That means uh, numerous learning and then uh, repeated perfuming. Because the perfuming, you can you should understand that this is the planting of seeds. Huh? So repeat. So through hearing many times, then you plant many seeds. And when you plant sufficient seeds, then the next time you hear again, you connect with the teachings very easily. Then from out from a third party, then you say, "Wow, this person, wow, a lot of wholesome roots. Eh? The wholesome roots. Where does it come from?" Ah, it's fair. Yeah. Aribasariputra planted earlier. So earlier attain enlightenment. And then also very vigorously, yeah, very energetically, consistently. Yeah. Uh, but the, the good news is that 
we all have equal opportunities. It, Buddhism or the cultivation process is not a zero-sum game. Yeah, it's not a bell curve, then, then Buddha draw a bell curve, then, uh, sorry, uh, I know you work very hard, but because this year, uh, this kalpa, a lot of people work very hard also. <laughs> so although by the curve, according to the last kalpa, you should attain arahanhood, but we have to shift it because only the top 25% can attain arahanhood. Ah, no, don't worry. Yeah, once you hit the mark, you attain arahanhood. Ah, so that's the good news. Okay, So let's continue to plant the seed. Yeah? Yeah,